Hello, beautiful people. This is Bambi Salcedo greeting you and sending you so much love and appreciation. I hope that you're having a beautiful day today. As you know, before we start, I want to acknowledge the land where we're standing on today and the land to where you, wherever you may be. I am here. We are here greeting you from Tanta Land in Los Angeles. And at this time, I want to invite the four elements that ignite our being. I hope that our conversation sparks the fire that we all have within and that inflames all of our listeners to understand and to take action. I hope that the water will help our conversation and thoughts to flow freely with no limitations or barriers. And I also hope that the wind inspires us all to deliver the message that our people need to listen today and that it penetrates our hearts and minds and it continues to provide the strength that we need to continue to move forward in this world. And of course, it is with much humbleness that I also call upon Mother Earth, who continues to provide for all of us to exist. We ask our Mother Earth to feed us with strength and power, and that we feed the soul of the people who are listening and who are watching us today. It is with great honor that we invoke the spirits of our ancestors to guide us and to give us strength, intelligence, and tenacity to continue to move forward in this world and to continue to fight for what is right for all of us. Today, I have the great honor and privilege to share space with not just an amazing individual, but an incredible person who I call my friend, my dear sibling, and el movimiento, the struggle, uh, Mr. Alfred Freijo. Alfred, welcome. So thank you so much for being here with, with us. Thank you, Mambi. Of it's course. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, Alfred, tell us, who is Alfred? Where does Alfred come from? Where, how does Alfred has come to be who Alfred is today? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity to share this space with you and you and your listeners. Um, it's an incredible honor. I have a huge admiration for you and the change that you're making in the world. And so it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Um, who I am, it's interesting, Bambi, because today, um, my husband and my son and I uh, started putting together our altar at home. Oh, beautiful. And in um, time for Day of the Dead. And I started that tradition of putting an altar together because, one, I wanted to pay tribute mm -hmm. to our culture and an acknowledgement that uh, we stand on this earth um, based on the hard work of many people behind us. Mm -hmm. uh, people that may not be here physically, but are with us in spirit. So today is a day of reflection for me, and uh, this is a great opportunity. So when you ask me who I am, I think about my ancestors. I mm. think about my father who died too young. Mm. I think about my grandmother who was a farm worker and uh, grew up in Tijuana, uh, was a, an entrepreneur, raised my mom as a single mother. Uh, my story is an immigrant, immigrant story. Uh, my mother was uh, born in Mexico in Sinaloa, mm -hmm. and um, she was the daughter of my grandpa's first uh, relationship, first marriage. And unfortunately, that relationship uh, fell apart. Mm -hmm. 
My mother ended up as a young um, toddler, ended up uh, abandoned by her mom, uh, rescued by an aunt, and uh, moved to Tijuana. Uh, my mother says that um, my grandmother, who she was raised uh, ultimately by her aunt, who she called mom, mm -hmm. got her a new birth certificate, changed her name, and gave her a new story, mm -hmm. and um, raised her as her own. And that, to me, is really who I am. It is about this power of reinvention, mm -hmm. about the power of storytelling, and uh, a commitment to forge your own path, no matter where you come from. It's always a license to be able to create something new. And my mother has taught me that, even though she grew up as a single, uh, by a was raised by a single parent, um, grew up incredibly poor, um, would cross the border wherever there was work in the fields with my grandmother. Were you born there or were you born here? I was born here in San Gabriel. Uh -huh. My father is first generation Mexico-Americano. And uh, he was uh, born in L.A. but raised in the San Gabriel Valley. The Frankel family, my last name, uh, that I inherited from my dad, of course, uh, were the founders of Irwindale. So they came from Mexico, moved up north in a search of gold. They were gold prospectors in the late 1800s. So they were also looking for a new story, a new opportunity. And uh, I get that from both sides of my family. And so that's who I am. I am a person who is an amalgamation of stories, of struggle, uh, of finding opportunity in the United States. You know, it's an immigrant story, but it's also an American story. Of course. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for painting the picture in that way. Um, and, you know, just talking about your story and that story also leads to who you are today. Yes. I know that you have a professional life. Yes. I know that you have a uh, curriculum big time. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that right now you're in a really great, I would say, exciting moment. Yes, absolutely. Right? So tell us a little bit about your professional career. Yes. Right? Because mm -hmm. you're a lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh -huh. uh, and I'm sure it wasn't easy to get there. And so, and I also know that right now you're have entered mm -hmm. this other space. Yes. So please share with us. Absolutely. How, how you have gotten to this moment and then we can talk about Somos. Fantastic. You know, like most stories is not linear. Uh, it's not sequential. Exactamente. And um, that's what I tell um, young people that um, some, uh, sometimes ambitious young individuals, they think of their career as sort of lockstep. You know, you take one step and everything else is guaranteed or the next step mm -hmm. is guaranteed. And that's never, all, that's never the case. Right. You have to go where opportunities take you. And for me, the foundational aspect of my career has been wanting to help people. Mm. I grew up, uh, as I mentioned to you, uh, with immigrant parents. I grew up in Boa Heights. And um, I really was influenced by my teachers in high school and in middle school. Um, and they taught me 
that there were more possibilities for me than just take, sticking around in the East Side, mm -hmm. that I could pursue an education in the East Coast. And ultimately, they encouraged me to apply to the Ivy Leagues. I got into Harvard and I went to Harvard for uh, uh, as a uh, undergrad. I got my degree in government, which is political science, mm -hmm. um, because growing up in Ball Heights, a big influence in my life were the politicians, were the elected officials, those leaders in public, including our council member, Richard Alatorre, yeah. who taught me a lesson about leadership and community organizing mm -hmm. and representing our gente in the seats of power. Mm -hmm. And in his case, it was a city council. So I was really inspired by that. And I wanted to go into politics. Mm -hmm. And so I figured that if I wanted to go into politics, I should learn how the law is written, how it's enforced, and go to law school. Um, but my ambition was to be in politics. It wasn't to be a lawyer. But when you go to law school, you become a lawyer. You get to contest to practice. And um, I decided to devote my life to civil rights, to civil rights work. And the way that I did that, Bambi, was that I understood that a lot of the decisions that were being made about where... Um, um, land uses could be located, where infrastructure is located in our community, where freeways are located, mm. where public and facilities... And how people are impacted, right? Exactly right. Those decisions oftentimes don't take into account black and brown people. Mm. And historically, they have not. And so our communities have to bear the burden right. of a lot of that uh, infrastructure and support. Mm. Um, freeways are a great example of that. Or when the, the oils, what do you call it? The oil, the oil fields, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like they're, they're where like our people are. That's exactly right. Yeah. All the industrial uses, Fabi, as you know, are disproportionately located in poor black and brown communities. But those, do, those things don't happen by coincidence. Of course. Right? They're deliberate and they're intentional. And if we're not in those places of power and influence where the decisions get made, our communities are going to suffer. So that was my target. I wanted to be in the, that space. I wanted to have the tools that were necessary to shape the way our communities mm -hmm. grow, the way they are healed, right. the way that we build facilities that actually like open space and green space that clean the air. You know, as well as I do, that a lot of our children in black and brown communities are disproportionately impacted by air quality and environmental yeah. injustice. I mean, a lot of buildings or apartments are next to the freeways. Yes, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to shape that differently. I want to think about a different way of planning our communities. So I started also exploring the fact that already our communities are influencing the way the urban environment looks. Think, for example, our uh, street vendors, right? They're also change makers and are challenging the, the uh, typical economic forces, right? They're part of the informal economy. They are entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're taking over public spaces. They're activating spaces, making it safer for children to play outdoors yeah. by having eyes on the street. And so I knew that there was going to be this opportunity for me to connect the dots, to understand that our community has power. Our community has influence by virtue of our sheer ingenuity and energy. And I thought that as a lawyer, I could do my own part. So that's been my process, what has brought me to the point I'm in today, which is, as you mentioned, uh, Somos Group that I founded earlier this year. Yes. 
So tell our people who are Somos or who is Somos. What do you do? Um, when did it become an existence? Mm-hmm. Everything that you do. Okay, well, um, I'll try to be as precise as possible. It's great to be with you all, and I look forward to continuing this conversation. You are more than welcome to uh, reach out. Uh, we can be contacted at somosgroup.org, somosgroup.org. It is a multidisciplinary legal and real estate advisory firm based in Los Angeles with an office here in downtown LA and also in San Francisco. And we are a group of um, uh, BIPOC and LGBT professionals that are focused on the themes that I just talked I about. love the intersection of BIPOC and LGBT. Yes, 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 yes. So people can contact you on somosgroup.org. Yes. And what type of services can people have access to? So our, for our shop, we say we're in the business of building cities. So any organization or any individual. Intentional cities. Yes. yes. Intentional cities. cities that care about our people. Yes. That's right. I love that. Cities that are livable. Cities that are just and inclusive. Cities that are healing. Cities that are giving our children and our youth an opportunity to live their best and fullest self. and. The idea behind Somos is really that we as people of color, as LGBT people, as marginalized people, historically marginalized, we have lived experience that is going to show the rest of the world the way out, the way out of our hardest and most difficult challenges. That we're able to thrive. That we are able to thrive, that we have the answers, that our lived experience is as precious and as important as any law degree, as any other type of degree, that we have the expertise already by virtue of being experts in our built environment, and we should be consulted in the way that cities grow and build. And so for us, it's I call ourselves, in addition to saying we are in the business of building cities, Bambi, I call ourselves Sherpas. What is that? We're guides. That's mm-hmm. our duty to be able to guide our people through difficult challenges, to guide our people through the planning and permitting process, to build facilities and buildings like the ones that I know that you are involved in, Bambi, that are going to be open, yeah. that are going to be providing the services that are so critically needed. So that's the extraordinary privilege that I have. That's my obligation to bring myself into the fold and be a problem solver. And I'm so grateful that, you know, we get to work together, that, you know, I, that we as an organization get, you know, to be part of that vision. Absolutely. Know, because it's, it's so beautiful. Can you imagine if, if we had the ideal world, I think that would be it, the ideal world. Mm-hmm. And so if we want, what would the ideal world look like to you? Such a great question, Bambi. For me, I think the ideal world is when we can bring every aspect of our identities to bear in the work that we do. For me, as a professional, right, uh, as a person who has been uh, a survivor in many respects, mm-hmm. oftentimes I thought that I needed to check in portions of my identity mm-hmm. depending on the rooms I was in. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason why I created Somos and the reason why I enjoy working with visionaries like you is that you identify the whole person and recognize and honor every aspect of that person. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, we are invincible. When we do that, we can change the world. But we have to go in our own process to begin to honor those aspects of us that may be um, shrouded in shame, that may be triggered by fear or trauma. Exactly. So there's a healing process. You know, everybody's journey is different. But when that, that moment comes where every aspect of who you are is bright mm-hmm. and is open and is available, mm-hmm. I think that's when we're most powerful. That's my goal. That's where I think that the world will be um, where it needs to be, where every individual doesn't have to turn off certain lights of themselves, that they can be their brightest. People can be just who they are. Así es. Sí, sí. Como debe de ser. The way it should be. Yes. We get to celebrate difference. We get to go coexist, right? A mosaic of different colors and different types of people. I love that. It's so beautiful and amazing. I want to ask you a question because I know that it has not been easy. And you touched upon a little bit about, you know, your life and, you know, your ancestral lineage. Um, But I know that when you were young, Mm -hmm. when you were a little child, you know, you were you, right? When you were like five years old, Mm -hmm. right? You had no worries in the world. You know, um, what message would you give to that five-year-old Alfred? I think the message would be that you are powerful, that you have agency, that you are a bright, kind, open-hearted soul, Mm -hmm. that your life has already been paid for by your ancestors, Mm -hmm. that your role is to Share what you have inside of you, that bounty that we all have in our hearts and in our minds, that you don't have an obligation to prove anything to anybody, that you are absolutely complete. That's Mm -hmm. what I would tell that child. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I wanted for us to also talk about... um, You know, you said you have an office here and an office in San Francisco. Yes. Man, yes. How are you able to manage so much? (laughs) (laughs) Who's helping you? I have a team. I have an incredible team of professionals, lawyers, planners, architects, advocates, lobbyists. We have a a tremendous uh, amount of talent in both offices. I don't do it by myself. Um, I have a partner on the law side um, who is... 
an absolute extraordinary lawyer. And then on the advisor side, because we have those two divisions within the company, I have two principals that um, are based in San Francisco. But we go where the need is. We're working in the Central Valley with farm workers. We're working in uh, the border in San Isidro as well, mm-hmm. helping organizations build housing for our migrants that are crossing the border. Who mm-hmm. We forgot our story. The American story, which is we are built on the sacrifice and the willingness of people to come across the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a this nation is a nation of immigrants, yeah. and uh, we're going to be stronger because of that. And so, I'm working with organizations that are opening their homes, opening their organizations um, to, to the migrants that are coming across the border to provide the services that people need. Services, um, legal representation, healthcare, um, mental health. Mm. Mental health is a big issue, Bambi. Yes, it is. Right? I mean, the mental health is specifically in our Latino community, right? There's still a lot of a stigma around that. Sure. There's still, there's still a lot of denial around that. And so certainly mental health is it's critical in our community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so we go where the work is. And our hope is that we continue to build. If we, I believe we have a, a, a formula for success at Somos, and our aspiration is to be national, um, is to go to other states, is to use the same type of formula that I just mentioned to you, Babby, which is that our lived experience combined with our professional and education is powerful. That's amazing. So obviously you mentioned a little while ago, right, that you don't do the work alone. That's right. Right. It requires other people. So how do you think people who are watching us, people who are listening to us can contribute to make sure that Somos continues to grow, continues to do the amazing work that you're all doing? Uh, thank you for that opportunity. I think that my advice to your listeners would be to answer the call to action, to get involved in their neighborhoods. Um, that we talked about the fact that my journey is, is not linear mm-hmm. and most journeys are not linear. I would say that it's important to build relationships is to expand your network mm-hmm. is to align yourself with other folks that have the same vision that you do, the commitment to make our communities and our neighborhoods better the commitment to help those individuals that might need our help um, and to start those conversations, to be willing to put the phone down or our technology and, and gadgets down mm-hmm. and to connect with people, mm-hmm. to find those opportunities for kinship, for bonding that transcend the virtual world, Bambi. Mm-hmm. So much of our day-to-day experience is virtual. And I think that the more connections that we can make, physical connections, um, we'll be better off as a community because that's that's truly the way the world works. Yeah, We can't forget the fact that we're all connected. And it, the more we think about that and the more that we commit ourselves to be connected with others, we'll be better off. Beautiful. You're here, people. You know, we're social beings. So mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, whenever you find the opportunity, connect. But... At the same time, we want to encourage for you to be involved in your local government, right? Like influence in whatever way you can so that those changes that need to happen are able to become a reality. 
it depends on us. We can't take that for granted. Our participation in local elections and regional and national elections is mm-hmm. important if we can vote. And if we can't vote, we can volunteer. We can get other people there to the ballot box. Yeah, and we can influence people, right? Yes, yes. That's why, you know, we are always telling you we're all influencers, right? And so influence the people that you know to take action, to participate, to be involved. Um, any last message that you want to give the beautiful people there who are listening to us, who are watching us? I hope that you get a chance, if you're listening, to support the work that Bambi Salcedo is doing. It's critical work in our community. To the extent that you can share our platform and get other people to listen and be inspired, then you will have accomplished something really important. I encourage you to do that. My dear, thank you so much, but I I wasn't thinking you were going to say anything about, about me. I wanted for you to say something about you, about a message that you wanted to give people, but you know, I, I, I love you and I appreciate you. So. Thank you, Bambi. Yes. Beautiful people, as you know, um, you know, this conversation is so rich and so important. Um, but we want to obviously thank Alfred for being here with us. Uh, we want to thank you for being here with us. Um, thank you for sharing space with us and for learning with us today. Our hope is that we have given you a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of joy, uh, and that you also feel inspired. We hope that you use your power to change the world and that you influence others to do the same. Please remember to always, always be you. Be amazing as you are. Live yourself out loud and freely. And please be fearless. This is Bambi Salcedo. Once again, thank you so much. Nos vemos hasta la próxima. The Fearless People Podcast is a product of Bambi Salcedo and is produced by Mejia TV and can be found in all major podcast platforms. You can support this podcast by liking this episode and subscribing to it. You can also support my retirement by rating this podcast and following me on social media. Thank you so much.